Hello and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, of course, we're going to talk about the latest episode of Doctor Who, Rosa, um, which appears to have gone down extremely well with everybody and has sort of, uh, sort of, uh, how can I put it? So it sort of touched a nerve, I would say, or touched a nerve, yes. but um, we'll come on to that later on. But first, as usual, the news. Now, we do actually have a couple of news items to, uh, to talk about this week. And I suppose the the, the big one, really, is there going to be some more unit stories from Big Finish. But this comes under the Third Doctor's tenure of unit. Um, and, of course, as we know, Tim Trelaw um, has been doing outstanding work as, as John Pertwee, or standing in for John Pertwee, I should say, yes. for these Third Doctor um Avengers. So and, until John Pertwee returns, yes, <laughs> anything's possible in this digital age, Paul. Anything's possible. Yes. So um, now, of course, we've got Katie Manning returning as Joe Grant. Now, the interesting thing with this, um, we've we've covered one of these stories before, didn't we? And we said it was it was um, it was the only thing that was missing was the Brigadier. Really, because you yeah. think about the third Doctor unit, you had to have the Brigadier. Well, now they are bringing back Brig- uh, the Brigadier to um, to these third Doctor stories, and that's going to be brought to life by John Coleshaw. Yeah, of all people. Um, now, apparently, he's done the Brigadier on the BBC audio book version of the Five Doctors. So, um, I'm I'm really interested to see what they're doing with this. But now it's the bring back the Brigadier. John Levine is back as Benton. As well, yes. So, um, so they couldn't get anyone else to play that part. No, they couldn't. No, so they had to get back John Levine. Now, the other thing as well um, is they're bringing back the character of Liz Shaw as well, and this can be played by Daisy Ashford, who is Caroline John's daughter. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. It is, yes. So um, now we've we've only covered one of the the Third Doctor stories so far from Big Finish, and um, we've got um, the other one of that. There were two stories from on the download, wasn't there? Yeah. So we've got that one to cover, um, and I've got a couple more that someone sent me as well. So, so I've got for like four in total now. So um, I'm very much looking forward to these. Yeah. Coming out, um, which I don't think will be out until next year, I, I think. So um, that, that's usually how it works. It isn't is, it? isn't it? Yeah. But no, I I am really looking forward to this um, because I think everyone who knows me. I always say, like, season seven, like John Pertwee's um, first season as, as the Doctor, is my favourite season of Doctor Who. Uh, it really yeah. is. So I'm really looking forward to the whole, like, bringing back Liz Shaw. Um, I don't think it's going to be Liz Shaw and Joe Grant. There's going to be, like, a little bit of a, a like a crossover or Liz Shaw's coming back for, like, missing adventures. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm, I'm very, well, very I suppose excited if there's for two or, if there's two or three stories on the disc, then... Could be one of each. Yes, it could be, couldn't it? It could Quite be. Easily. Yeah. It's May 2019. May 2019. Ah, oh, there we go, folks. There we go. So, um, Paul bothered to read the news story more than <laughs> I did. So, <laughs> But no, I mean, I know someone was saying about the fact that, obviously, they've asked Daisy Ashford to take her mum's role and basically said that that was the only way they'd have done it. Yeah. Was if yeah. she'd have been able to do it. So... Oh, that's great, actually. That's really great. So, no, I really can't wait for this, actually. Um, I'm I'm really glad they found some way to, to you know, bring the third Doctor um, to Big Finish without just doing Companion Chronicles. 
Yeah. All the time. Like they've done with the first Doctor. Um, haven't quite done it so much with the second Doctor. Now they've got like uh, Fraser Hines to do his impersonation um, of uh, Patrick Troughton now and again, but not in a not that I'm aware of anyway. Not as as a like a a continuing series. No. As such, so no, I'm really, really. Um, actually, hasn't one of his, uh, one of Patrick Trenton's sons, done it? Is it Michael or David? I has no, done I don't it. Know, for, to be honest, oh, I can't I seem to. That does seem to ring a bell, actually. But um, hmm. hmm, okay, okay. But no, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, I might actually. Um, I know the the third Doctor stories are quite expensive, even on download. Yeah, they are very, very expensive. Um, but I looked because they had them on offer, didn't they? This this week, so I thought, they oh, did. Look. Yeah, same here. I did and, exactly and the same thing. Still over twenty pounds. Even yeah, I know. Which I'm not going to pay for a download. I'm sorry. <laughs> as much as I love them, I, I'm not going to pay twenty pounds for a download. Sorry. Um, no, I'll, I'll wait for another one of their uh, their sort of weekends that they do. Yeah, which is usually how I buy most of my big finish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we both do, actually, don't we? <laughs> Which reminds me, I think I've still got a load more to download because I went, I went mad on one of their £1.99 uh, I was going to say, bargains. we're not tight, we're just careful. We are, <laughs> yes. We're just careful with our money, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, next up in the news. Now, um, some interesting sort of science news, actually. Uh, scientists... Uh, working on the uh, NASA's now, I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. The Fermi Gamma Ray Space Telescope. Um, they've named a gamma ray constellation TARDIS um, in tribute to Doctor Who. Um, now they've named a few other of these uh, gamma ray constellations after sort of famous science fiction things. One called the USS Enterprise, um, um, the Hulk, as well. Um, well, that that sort of makes sense. That makes sense, gamma, gamma ray, ray, exactly. Yeah, and um, the TARDIS as well. So um, that's quite a um, big thing, actually. And I've actually got I've got a picture of the the constellation here, and I'd sort of mapped the the TARDIS over it. Um, it it kind of works, doesn't it? Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> It kind, it kind of works. works to get them in the news, anyway, doesn't it? It does. Which, it which does. I'm sure. I'm not quite sure we'd have been here with the uh, gamma ray space telescope information otherwise. Well, no, exactly, exactly. Um, apparently, you get, gamma, so, so it says here um, the um, this space telescope is this is it's just dedicated to exploring gamma ray radiation, and apparently it says it's the most energetic form of radiation, and it's billion t- of times more energetic. Than a type of light visible to our eyes, so <laughs> than to me. <laughs> yes, so we're both sitting here uh, in, a, in our respective abodes wearing glasses, aren't we? <laughs> Blind as bats, and uh... <laughs> but then I suspect, judging by my, my usual attitude to, to to doing things, this podcast sloth is a million times more. Yes, it is actually. Yes. <laughs> now, should that actually these. Um, these names were given to this constellation. It's to celebrate the mission's 10th year of operations. Hmm. So, um, there we go. There we are. So, just a little bit of... Um, <laughs> it, that was sort of like that little light-hearted bit of the news. That was sort of ends yes. the bulletin on, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because um, it's not going to be light-hearted next, coming up next, folks. I'm afraid... Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Once again, it's Omega's Stats Corner. <laughs> 
Okay, folks, right, the overnight viewing figures for Rosa, um, it was the unofficial viewing figures, were 6.39 million viewers, which was a, a 29.6 share of the total TV audience uh, for that evening. Uh, it's a bit of a drop um, yeah. from, from previous weeks, but so it says here that the um, viewing figures were, were pretty much down anyway, I think. Um, for most programmes. For most yeah. programmes, yeah. Um I, I mean, this this is the weird thing because people are like saying this is this is still good, it's still good. Um, but that was the, that was the same people who were saying when Capaldi got those same figures. Oh, no, no, nobody's interested anymore. No. So um, yeah, I, I don't quite get that <laughs> to be honest. Oh, I don't know. It's just one of those one of those things. I, I mean, interesting to be to see what happens when the uh, all the sort of time shifting later stuff comes yes, in. Because exactly. such has this got such the reviews that this got and the mm. interest that it seemed to generate, whether that will actually still pick it up. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean I think the um I mean just to sort of go through it really, that I mean just to show how how sort of low the ratings were for basically everything really. Um Strictly Come Dancing had the highest um Results for the day, but um, the results show, as you say, eight point six five. Country file had not four point nine one. So it's additional two million people tuned to Doc Two after Country file, which again isn't to be sniffed at. No. Um, and then ITV's highest rated program of the day was the X Factor results, which had four point two million viewers. Yeah. So it just goes to show how low everything was for, was for that evening. So I think Doc Two did pretty well, all things considered. Yeah, oh no, no, totally. I think that I was just looking at the Chase Celebrity Special only had three point two seven. Yeah, and that was up against Doctor Who, so um That's probably not people not wanting to watch Bradley Walsh. <laughs> well probably not. Probably. <laughs> well, I think the um you know, I, I think it I, I again it's it's the it's the Sunday night thing. I th- I think it it's I think it's working for Doctor Who, I really do. Um I think really do you think this would have got the similar sort of results had it gone out, or, or any of the previous episodes we've had so far, have had the same kind of results if it had gone out on a Saturday night? I don't think it would have done. No, I think Sunday night is a better night for view, for viewing figures generally. Yeah. Um, plus, it isn't being me- mixed around by uh, strictly being on different times and whatever. No, no. It's, it yeah, seems to have settled into a slot now, doesn't it? Which would be good yeah. for it. Yeah, I think so. I really do think so. So, um, yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. However, I there, there was um, an article in um, I think it was the Radio Times that I've seen being banded around today. Um, just to say how popular we're saying it is on, on Sunday nights, that they, um, there might actually be like a, a gap year for right. Doctor Who. Um, so we might not might not get any till twenty twenty now because they haven't actually started recording anything yet. And um, I must admit, there's been no writers announced because they usually start recording round the. I think they start recording around about this time last year to get the you know, this year's um, this year's series out. However, um, saying that they had an awful lot to get into place for this series. So it's like the casting, the costumes, the sets, um, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they don't have to do now. So maybe they've got a bit more breathing space to be able to start a little bit later. Yeah, 
to get I a shout know. out. You know, I think people are just sort of, and again, it's one of those things where it was um, a BBC BBC source told the Daily Mirror, um, which seems to be the go-to place for Doctor Doctor Who tittle tattle at the moment. The Daily Mirror. Yeah. Um, so again, it, I think it's a it, more than likely a case of two and two equals five here, but there may be something in it. Who knows? But um, I, I think hope so- not. I mean, I'd, I'd have thought I'd have thought it's a odd time to be taking it if you're trying to get some momentum behind a new Doctor and whatever. Mm. Giving it one series, then going away for over a year, is not the way to to do it. Well, it's. It's not really, is it? Um, but saying that, I would—I don't know—I'd rather wait a few more months, based on what we've seen so far, to have some high-quality television delivered, rather than it, it being rushed. No, I want it. I don't care. The Doctor Who fan self-entitlement rears its ugly head once again. <laughs> I mean, there's also a question of if you've got four different. Main actors is well, what are their availability? And well, can we are, you we, keep them. Well, that's we are suppo- we are assuming that they're still going to be traveling Before, with the doctor come yeah. into this series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we don't know right now, but um, no. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Now, moving on, the um, the official ratings for the Ghost Monument um, had nine million viewers, uh, according to Barb. Actually, so which was uh, 8.67 million watched the, the episode on conventional TV. Um, however, the we've got this new Barb four screen dashboard shows an additional 184,000 watched on their PC, 83,000 watched on a tablet, and 64,000 watched on a smartphone. So there we are. That's um, yeah. again good, very good ratings, very good ratings. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I think as we said last week, the Ghost one had, had, an, had an AI of 82. Yeah, which scored higher with women than men, and higher with those aged under thirty-five. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as okay. it should do, to be honest. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously the aged under thirty-five, it should do really. It should do. Not not sad old farts like us who no. <laughs> obsess over it all the time. Um, I mean, I think there is a problem if, if if Doctor Who was was only really scoring with the over forty-fives, we'd be we'd be saying, well, has it got a future? But well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know, sort of, um, well, under 35, what they actually, if it's sort of subdivided down after that, I, I've got no idea. But, um, no. Oh, well, there we are. There we are. It is what it is. But, I, I, again, I know we would sort of like say, you know, ratings don't really mean much these days, and they, they don't, to be honest. But um, it's something we, we like to obsess over. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we do only go screaming at the beginning, but in pain. Yeah. But um. I mean, I mean, only from a point of view of the fact that why you like to say ratings don't matter. If if ever the BBC want to stop it, it would be because they can point to the ratings and say they've gone down. So. Which is what they're usually. That's the yeah. usual excuse, isn't it? Yeah. Really, so so ratings, ratings aren't quite what what they what they expected, and um, there's that usual thing. You know, we congratulate everybody on a, on a fantastic series, but we need to make way for new programming. Yes, so that's that's the usual thing the BBC trots out these days. So um, yes, 
There we are. There we are. So anyway, that's the um, it for Stats Corner. However, once again, and I can't believe this, we're going to go over to Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Okay, now, um, there is some jewellery tat, actually, from a site called JustHoovian.com, and it is the 13th Doctor's Ear Cuff. Now, yes. I think I think we avoided this before, didn't we? I think this is this has been out previously, and we didn't actually cover it. Um, and basically, it's a repl replication of the um, the ear stud and ear cuff with with a chain that Jodie Whittaker wears um, in this latest series. Now, um, I think it's so, I think somebody posted it onto our uh, Facebook group, and f forgive me, I can't remember who did. It, it might have been. Jeff Waddle, I think, might have been Jeff. Um, now, the thing that interests me most, this was originally going up for sale for $59.99, which I thought was a lot of money, really. And I must admit, I haven't paid a lot of attention to the earring, ear cuff thing. Um, and I have to say, I haven't paid that for it. I paid $29.99. Yes, exactly. Because that's the thing, because it the, the ear stud itself is like um, a gold and silver sort of hand, hand joining hands, isn't it? And then the ear cuff thing is like three or four stars. It looks, it appears yeah. to be. Um, but however, this has now gone down in price to twenty nine dollars ninety nine. So um, I don't know. Maybe it's not selling well. And buy one, get one at twenty percent off. Yes. So or... I've noticed it says "Hurry, only seven left in stock," and I've been waiting to see if that goes down to six as you click the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> And accidentally buy one while we're talking. Well, yeah, you got eleven hours, forty-eight minutes, twelve seconds, as we recalled. So, by by the time this goes out tomorrow, Paul, they're all gone. And this this yeah, renders this this whole tack corner redundant. It really does. <laughs> well, I can't understand what that clock is counting down because is it counting down and then they're just going to take them off sale whether they've got some left in stock or not? Or maybe it goes or back do... up to fifty-nine dollars again. <laughs> or do yeah? Or do they know that that? that the average time to sell seven <laughs> items of stock is 11 yeah. hours, 18 minutes. Well, the thing is, the, the, the JustHoovian.com website does try to entice you in, but frequently brought together is, yeah. is this is earring and ear cuff with the Jodie Whittaker um, T-shirt, the striped T-shirt, um, which you get for a total price of $69.98, reduced from $105.98. Oh, there you go. There you are, you see. So yeah, because the the Thirteenth Doctor um, T-shirt was was going for forty five dollars ninety nine. It's now been reduced to thirty nine dollars ninety nine. And it's so. actually John Michael Lindsay who we've got to thank. John Michael, oh thank you, John Michael. I think Jeff commented on it. I th I think yes, yes. So yeah, th thank you, John. Thank you very much. Um, actually, we'll, we'll be hearing from John and Jeff a bit later on in the podcast with with the, the feedback section. Um, yeah, so there we go. There we go I, I, again. Um, if, if you look, if you want this kind of thing you, and you want to fork out um, $29.99 um, as, as we say by the time this podcast goes out they could all be gone or it's gone back up to its original price who knows yes but uh, there we go it's it's there for the taking you've, you've, you've got to be quick you've got to be very quick yeah quicker than when this podcast goes out <laughs> <laughs> you can't hang around if you want tact. Check, check out the Facebook page for the latest offers. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The, the... Oh, of course, that's where everyone goes to, isn't it? 
not. Okay, everybody. So that's. I've got to fear that sooner or later, actually, we're just going to end yeah. up with your, your vidcasts are just going to be like the shopping channel. <laughs> what was it, Diamond Eek? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was it. French and Saunders that the, took the piss out. There was Gold Eek, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 oh dear. Anyway, folks, that's it for news, stats, and tap for another week. Uh, so coming up next, uh, we're going to be reviewing Rosa. So for another week, then. That was the news. Okay, everybody. Um, as we set off the show, we're going to now be talking about Rosa. Operation Rosa Parks. Can I help you? Wednesday, November 30th, 1955. Tomorrow, Rosa refuses to give up her seat. And all this basically kicked off the US civil rights movement led by Martin Luther King. Get out of Montgomery. If I see any of you again, I will kill you. Are we actually leaving? Not in a million years. I could be a police officer now because people like Rosa Parks fought those battles for me. For us. I recommend you get yourselves the hell out of Alabama before you find yourselves in trouble you can't get out of. Tomorrow, we have to keep history in order. Okay, then. Um, it's my turn to kick this one off. Um, now, I must admit, I was a little bit sort of nervous of this particular story. Um, because it, it was... To my mind, it was only going to go. It was going to go one way or the other. It was going to be treated really, really well. Yeah. Or it was just going to be completely sort of like go the other way, and they're going to make a complete mockery of it. And yeah. they, they couldn't. They parent do a Vincent and the Doctor with this, did they? Really? No. No. Exactly. Um, no, they really couldn't. Um, it, it's just too too important a subject. It's still far too. Relevant. Relevant, yeah. Yeah. Um, even though the, the Vincent and the Doctor was as well, um, basically, because that, the mental illness is still still highly relevant um, and always will yeah. be. Um, but I, I say, unfortunately... unfortunately, they didn't really treat it that well in that episode, did they? Not really, no. Not really. Um, but I, I think this, they they got it spot on. To my yeah. mind, I think the main point of it was the fact that they didn't try to make the Doctor the hero of the story. No, they left that as Rosa Parks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know. I, I just want to cover one thing. Really, is the fact that people are saying, "Oh, you know, this is the you know, um, you know, the first, or it's the first first pure historical." Since uh, I think since Black Orchid, actually, um, it's not a pure historical because it has got a sci-fi bent to it. Yeah, so it's not a pure historical. However, um, the sci-fi element didn't interfere with the message they were trying to get across, and did no. get across actually, and also telling the story of, of Rosa Parks and, and the civil rights movement. So I I'm was really really pleased with how they did this and I, I i know 
I'm probably the wrong person to even comment on this, really. I'm sort of like, I'm English, white, middle-aged, and never experienced anything like this before in my life. But yeah. from the moment they landed, um, and uh, Ryan picks up, the, picks up the glove off the floor, and he gets a smack across the face, they really didn't pull their punches with, no. with, the, with the how sort of Blackpool were, were treated. And let's be honest still are treated in a lot of places in the world. Yeah. Um, I mean the I fact th- the fact yeah. also, yeah, that they didn't just leave it as as this is something that's the past and whatever. No. I mean they you did I mean one of the one of the best bits about it was for me was the, the conversation between Yaz and Ryan in the alleyway. Yes. Still saying, you know, how are we here still 50 years later and it's still affecting us? Yeah. That's exactly, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, which is a, well, it's just bloody criminal really, isn't it? To be honest. Yeah. Hasn't really moved on at all. It has to a certain degree, but not, not to where you think it should be. No. Well, no. Not, not think it should be, but, we're, we're, the, the, we're, you know, the, it should rightfully be, I should, yes. yeah, more to the point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean back to, I mean back to this. I mean we we start with with the little um, sort, of, sort of almost sort of like a, what happened before nineteen fifty five. Was it nineteen forty three, where? I mean, yeah, actually, what I was going to say was okay. And they had the 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 uh, ideal bit to put us a cold open and still rejected the idea. That, yes, yes, yeah. You felt actually could have would have been, and any other series would have been. The start, mm. and then you'd have gone to the titles, and then it would have come back saying 1955. Yeah, that could have been a way that yeah they could have done that. So I was quite yeah. pleased to see that it looks like we are going to just now get the the titles. Then we're just going to get the episode, and we're mm. not going to have that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I no, no, no. no. Why have I remembered that? No, that's no, that's fine. I think it's, that's, it would have been, you know, previously it would have been that that would have been your cold open, wouldn't it? Your pre-credit yeah. sequence. You're absolutely right. It would have been. Um, and it seemed it seemed perfect for it if you was going to do that because it was out of time of the the rest of the episode. Yeah. But no, I think that was I was quite pleased that we're starting with that. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, same here, same here. So no, so anyway, so I said. Um, we we sort of we first sort of meet Rosa Parks in 1943, um, where she first meets like the, the, the bus driver James, you know, James Blake. Um, and I have and to again, confess, I didn't oh, know oh that. No, neither did I. Neither did I. That um, she'd had previous experience with him. No, me neither. Um, and again, it, I mean, it really doesn't pull any punches. This script by uh, Mary no. Blackman and Chris Chibnall. Um, they really do not hold back. At all, um, which is, I think it's 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 a brave thing to do for a family show. And I know Chris Chibnall said he wanted to try and bring back that educational aspect of Doctor Who again. And that that was the, its original mission, wasn't it? Doctor Who is to educate children. Um, but I, I would have thought this was exactly the sort of episode that Sidney Newman would have been thinking about. Hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, I, I think this just totally 
met the criteria of that. Yes, it did. It it really I mean you know I think that that was meant to be the whole point really is go to you know, important times in 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 world history and and you know how the, how the doctor and the crew interact with the those people and everything. Um, and when they did do them, they're usually they're usually very very good. So it, it's it was good to see. It was really good to see this and. Um, and they did interact, but didn't. I suppose you say they kind of, they kind of influenced to a certain degree, but they just kept well, history on track. They didn't actually yeah. do it through. I don't know. They didn't. They didn't push it in any in any direction. No. I mean, no. Li- literally, all they did was negate the other meddler. Yeah. And I'm going to say meddler because I think in time meddler. Um, Yes, it's actually that that's mentioned in feedback later on. Actually, when you mentioned um, you're saying the word meddler there, uh, to be honest, um, and 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 to to be honest, the the whole that and the the what the doctor's doing was is very much that, isn't it? Where he's just trying to the doctor's just trying to put everything, to make everything run as it should. Yeah, rather than pushing. I mean, what what really worried me about this episode was. That we was going to find that if it hadn't been for one of the time team, she'd never have refused to move. Mm. Or, you know, to an extent that it was them telling her that this was her destiny that made her do it. We didn't get that. No. At all. No. Literally, they just became... A peripheral figure around by they was almost bystanders really to to, to that action. Mm. Yeah, they, they they were, and I think and I was sort of skipped to the end a little bit, but I think that was so well done. That that bit at the end. Um yeah. because none of the none of the, the, the you know the main characters they, they just sat there and had to let it happen. And I yeah. think I I really am skipping ahead here, but the the way Jodie Whittaker conveyed the Doctor's sort of frustration, it went it went you know the the way that Blake was talking to Rosa yeah. Parks, it went against everything the Doctor stands for. Yeah. But the Doctor had to sit there and just listen to it and not doing do anything. Yeah. And I think the 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 look on Jodie Whittaker's face when she acted that scene just said it all. Really. Yeah. Really did. Um, and I think again. Um, what's his name? Um, Bradley Walsh. Yeah, really solved that scene as well. When he he just realised he was the one who was standing, the white person on the bus who was standing. Yeah, and he just was. I, I don't want to be part of this. He didn't want to be seen as the person who, who sort of you know caused it. Caused it. Yeah, yeah. Because again, that get went against everything he stood for. Yeah, as well. Um, and I think that the way that was done was was so brilliant. It really was. I mean, and that that in the end is their only actual interaction into that scene, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is the fact that because but they but, couldn't quite get as many people on the bus as they as they wanted as would have normally yeah. been there because he'd put the signs up. So yeah. But the, the thing the, is, though, the it, service it, was cancelled. Yeah. Um. But what I'd like though, they didn't actually interact with. Um, Blake at that point, or with Rosa Parks? No, it, they they were just there, and that was it. Yeah, there there was no point at which 
anyone from that period was taken aside and told this is your destiny this is what you've got to do and or whatever everything yeah. they was allowed to all do their own decisions as they did them yes and I, and I loved it for that I really did yeah I really did but anyway I mean we, we, we started talking about the the Krasko character and I think that's probably the sort of the, the, the weakest thing of this story really and it we, is, but I suppose, we, I, I suppose if you don't if you don't want the doctor to actually be physically pushing Rosa Parks into actually making the decision, yeah, then you've got to give them something else to be to be doing mm. to make sure that happens. So you've got to bring somebody in, and yeah, if you bring somebody, an idea that you know that the whole idea, isn't it, about time travel is that the slightest change in the past can well, it's, set it's, everything going. Yeah, it's it's that thing. It, it could have been like they accidentally did something themselves, and they have to put it right, or or you get what we got this this week, actually. Yeah. Um. And... No, I liked it. I mean, I liked it. I mean, it, it did. As I say, it did, did uh, remind me of the time meddler, but yeah, it's it, 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 it's a good idea. It's a good idea for a story. I um, think, yeah, yeah, and it does allow the the story to just play out because then you just get the doctors just interested in that person and just mm. and making events happen as they did. Yeah, I I thought it was you know it, I think the. I mean, obviously, this this guy's got to come back. Yeah, this Crasco character. I don't think it can, it can be left just there because we 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 don't know what the motivation is really. Because in, in pre- previously in in Doctor Who, we sort of like see that the the whole thing like of the future of humanity, um, the whole thing of racism is is sort of it it doesn't appear to exist. But in this, yeah. but in this. In iteration of Doctor Who, it quite clearly does with some people, particularly this guy. Um, so we don't know why he wants to go back to affect what Rosa Parks did on that day. Um, we don't know what he, why he ended up in the storm cage. Again, another reference to, to previous Doctor Who, the storm yeah. cage thing, um, the vortex manipulator. Where yeah. did that come from? Was he a time agent? Had he stolen it off a time agent? the black market stuff, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, so I think there's probably more to come with that character. But I think that was the only thing that sort of didn't feel a little bit underdeveloped. Yeah. The, and the, the character the only, itself, you know. The only, yeah. But then it is slight, I mean, as in it's the, it, it's an odd one because it's the, it's the main driving force almost to the, to the to the sci-fi side of the story, mm. but it should be a peripheral character. You know, you don't want that to be the main. You don't want him to be the main point of the story. Well, you don't. But it, I'm assuming we're going to find out what why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, I was... mean, the one weakness of this is obviously if you've got someone who's who wants to go back in time to with the idea to make the smallest change to to, to bring a different outcome. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is send him further back in time, surely. Well, yeah, exactly. Um and I I just got a feeling that is that is gonna come back to bite them. 
Yeah. In the end. And the fact and the fact actually the doctor's rather casual acceptance of the fact that that's what Ryan's done. Yeah. Having had the, you know, the big talk of the previous episode about guns don't get you anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Then he's all right, he hasn't killed him, but he's, you know, he's displaced him in time, hasn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He shot him really with something. Yeah. But rather that he's just moved him in time rather than killing him. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, I'm not quite sure No that I've... quite rung true as a No. But as I say, but I then, think... I suppo- then I suppose they felt they couldn't really just leave him there either, could they? So what do you do? Well no, exactly unless, they had unless to you're do... gonna have the doctor basically unless you're gonna have some people from the future come and, and arrest him at the end, there's not really much else you can do with him. Not really. And plus that he knows what a TARDIS is as well. Yeah. Which is interesting. So I, I think I think there's definitely more to this character. I mean, having, having said yeah. that he's not going to bring any old foes back Yeah, in Chibnall, he's basically setting himself up with a whole with a, with a few now that are reoccurring foes of his own, don't you think? I Yes, definitely. Definitely. We're reoccurrence of the Stenza last week. I think this the Krasko character is going to come back again. Yeah. Uh, will it be this series or next series who, you know... We, we don't yeah. know what, what's in store, to be honest. Because um, we don't really know that much about him. You know? No, precisely, precisely. I think maybe that was deliberate, but it just come across as a bit sort of, you know, thinly painted yeah. as a character, that was all. So, um, But anyway, I mean, and when back... it talks about the neurological implant and whatever, the first thought to me there was Gain, wasn't it, from Blake Seven? Yes. Like that. <laughs> Is that going to go wrong at some point? Yeah. Yeah, like games still, did, but, but it's you know you sort of thought oh that's that's obviously the as <laughs> he's not just referencing Storm Cage he's actually referencing Blake Seven Blake Seven more than anything else yeah yeah <laughs> no um I mean I mean get back to the you know get back to the 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 uh the sort of the main plot I mean a serious subject um treated seriously um but there were still sort of things for for comedy. In there as well. Um, I like that the Doctor sort of pretends to be Banksy. Yeah. I quite liked. Um, also liked Bradley Walsh um, calling himself Steve Jobs. Yeah. As well with, with the, uh, the the phone thing. Um, which I, I thought, I did think it was quite, you know, it was, it was quite good. But the, um, obviously, the, there wasn't a lot of room because obviously this is not this is not a funny story. No. <laughs> at all, what, what they're talking about here. Um and I, I just think that the what actually what I did like was was um, Ryan's sort of hero worship of Rosa Parks and, and Martin Luther King because he he yeah. kept saying their names in full every time, didn't he? Yeah, he was so sort of like starstruck, you know. Um, I thought it was um, I did I did sort of quite like he just kept referring to them by their name all the time. Um, yeah. uh, the moment for comedy things was also when they went down to meet the bus driver when he was fishing. Yeah. I just reminded him, would you like me to see me juggle some fish? Yeah. <laughs> and there was no real um sort of how can I put it, the sort of from from Ryan this week where um Bradley Walsh or Graham would, would call him his grandson. Yeah. Really. There there wasn't any sort of deflection from him this this week, which um so obviously, obviously, I think this is now 
is, is, is Ryan become to be you know one round a little bit more by Graham? I think also in, in the fact that Graham was making sure that everybody knew. Yeah, but you know, as far as he was concerned, this was his grandson. You know, mm. in, in in an area where actually saying that you're related in that way to yeah. that person is is not going to do you any good. No, but was still brave enough. You know, he he felt that he was wanted to make that as a a major thing. Yeah, as a sort of like a like a statement, really, wasn't it? Yeah, or anything else. Um... No, I, I, again, I, I, I can't fault the leads in this at all. Uh, as you said, the, the the conversation that Ryan and, and Yasmin had um, in the alleyway was was really, really good, and very telling as well of modern society. Um, yeah. I think the, I think Bradley Walsh again, as I said, the bit at the end on the bus when he said, "I, I, I don't want to be part of this." Um, or what, what, I'm sort of paraphrasing there, um, and also when he, he talks about Grace. As well, yeah. I mean, I thought that was actually well handled. Again, I mean, is the fact that you know they obviously then you can't. They're not just going to forget about her, obviously. But you don't want to have that. They're not going to have that. Are you going to have that? Do you want that same conversation every week about the you know you're not mm. doing this? So there you had started, and then you had Ryan made it a bit. You know, sort of took the sentimentality out by saying you know she'd she'd have been causing riots. Yeah. Yeah, I like. So, yeah, I still think Grace is coming back. Hmm. I really, I really do think she's coming back somehow. But perhaps our perhaps our time meddling friend changes the future, changes the past enough that she doesn't get. Oh, maybe. Killed. Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, I, 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 no, I can see that ending badly. Actually, perhaps he thinks if he keeps her alive, then they won't go off with the doctor. And they won't be there to forties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking. And then they realise that no Grace has to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't get as dark as that. Actually, that's pretty. That's pretty grim. <laughs> hmm. For a storyline, to be honest. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, you know, so getting back to this one, um, I think that the, the scene when when they're in the bar as well. Um. And you you only see sort of like the the patrons of the bar it's sort of out of focus, yeah. Just just looking over at the group, and you don't sort of realise until I think it's Bradley was it Bradley Walsh or um, yeah Bradley to- Walsh. To- is, oh, is, is it, is it to- me or has it just gone quiet around here? Yeah, yeah. And then you read then the sort of you, I think you kind of realise at the same time as them. Yeah, I just wondered on that at. as to whether they'd actually get that far. Well, they'd have been allowed to walk in and sit down, no, and start a conversation before. No, probably not. Have they been? Have they been served as well? No, because obviously Bradley Walsh. Um, I thought they were drinking coffee, was, but oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know now. Oh, I can't remember. Unfortunately, I, I was only able to watch it once um, before recording, so I watched it on the yeah. night of transmission. I've been able to watch it again since. Um, yeah, so I can't remember if they've actually been served or not. But I'm not but, sure if they, I can't remember if they had, but I just still think, yeah, I don't think they'd have even got to sitting down before they'd have been asked to. No, no. To vacate the premises. 
Oh, I can't remember. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that that would that would make more sense actually. They just wouldn't yeah. been allowed in full stop. But um, yeah. Now, um, I th- one thing I, I must sort of mention actually, that there was that. And I, for life, I can't remember what the name of the the, the song is now. They, they played that piece of music, didn't they? They used the um, yeah d- during the um, the episode and also played out with it instead of the theme tune, um, which appeared to have annoyed a few people. The fact that they played out with this particular song, yeah. Um, now, oh, I've got it's terrible. I, I was I've been trying to find the name of the song again. Um, unfortunately, um, I haven't been able to bloody find it. Uh, but anyway, it is used as part of the sort of it's like a Black Lives Matter anthem, really. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fitting. They they did play out with it, to be honest. And plenty of other shows have done done that before. Yeah. Substitute the theme tune with something different. Um, and I don't see why Doctor Who should be any should be an exception to the rule. No. Cause considering the story that, that everyone just watched. I've suddenly just had a thought. We're talking about Vincent and the Doctor. Did they play out with theme music to there, or did it just go go quietly off? Hmm. <sighs> Do you know, I can't remember. It's a while since I've watched it. Cause yeah, it's not same here. I don't necessarily go to as a... Well, no, I mean, the last, the, the last time I, I watched it, actually, was when we we, rec- we re- did the review for yeah. it. I mean, um, I may just be imagining... Something just coming to my head, then. Did they do that with something with that? I'm not. I can't remember. But... No, I mainly can't because remember that either, actually. Because the sort of the... Obviously, the, the theme of him still killing himself. Yeah. Oh, the song was "Rise Up" by Andrew Day. There we right. go. That's it. So, um, no, no, I think I think I think it fitted the. I mean, it fitted the what what the what the story was about, didn't it? And and to also bring it into into modern context, the fact, the fact that yeah, we're still yeah. there. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Precisely. Precisely. So, um, what about Vinette Robinson as Rosa Parks? I, do you know I was I was scratch. You know, Scratching my brain, trying to think, why? Where have I seen her before? And she was in Forty Two. Oh right. So I, I think she's been other things, but I think obviously for, for Doctor Who fans, she has appeared in Doctor Who before. So um, there you go, there you go. I thought she was great, actually. Yeah. Really, really great. Um, just sort of, really, sort of brought across that. Sort of very very sort of proud, proud woman who obviously was involved in the civil sort of a, a burgeoning civil rights movement with, with Martin Luther King, so it says it. And then it's just that one day just decided enough's enough, yeah. really. And I thought she portrayed that really really well. Yeah, I, re- I really did. Um, it wasn't. It was almost to the point of underplaying it to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. I mean there was no either. Triumphalism, or even the, a sense that oh, this is the person that's going to do it. No, no, it, it was just sort of like how can I put it? Sort of like an, an ordinary person just saying, "No, do you know what? I'm not going to move. I'm not going to stand up for for someone else. You know, for a yeah. white person." Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it, it was it was so well done and well acted. The whole thing was well done and well acted. Yeah, it really was. Honestly, I, 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 do you know what? I, I cannot think of a 
a series of Doctor Who where it's been sort of like as as we're going through. And we're we're only up to episode three at the moment, but where it's been three hits on the bounce. Yeah, really, I, I really do. Um, and I think that I mean the outpouring of a lot of emotion and, and praise this episode got um, is is justified to be honest. No, I mean, you could say that there was perhaps a lot of explaining going on in this episode. Well, I think that... Um, Because there had to be. Yes, there had to be. Um, I think... For it to make sense. Yeah. But but also, in that sense, that it did also, A, it did educate me to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. um, which, again, is, is what you want it to do. Yeah. And B, it did make me go and actually look bits up and say, oh, did that bit actually happen? Um, and perhaps more some of the, around the context of it. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, no, I was, I think that's that's really what you want well, a yeah, show to do. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I, you know, I was watching it with uh, my kids and they were asking loads of questions um, about, you know, you know, you know, why are they being nasty to them? And that's what they have to try yeah. to explain it to them. So they, obviously it's not something they, they, they see at school. I'm bloody glad they don't really. So, um, no. but then they, they've got to, um, sort of, they've got like a little sort of project, um, that, that sort of, I think most, all the school's been set really is, is to do sort of like, um, I don't think they have to be sort of like famous or historical, but sort of like a like a um, a, a a black woman who has because it's like Black History Month and everything um, coming up. So they they had to sort of write about them or or do a little sort of presentation thing, or they call them mind maps now or something. Um, and after they both watched Doctor Who, they Scott Animator both said they want to do Rosa Parks. Yeah. So it has, um, it has sort of struck a struck a nerve, certainly with with, with my two kids. And yeah, I, I dare say it has to kids across the country. Yeah. You know, um, really, that's that's what Doctor Who should. You know, that that's what it's set out to do. You know, fifty was it fifty five years ago now? Yeah. So um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, totally, and and the fact that it didn't trivialise it in any way, Mm-mm. which you know, you, you sort of did worry that it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think that's the thing. It's very easy to do that with historicals. Um, it's like the whole, um, well, like the farce of Pompeii, for argument's sake. Yeah, you know that was a natural disaster that um, killed, you know, or wiped out an, an entire. Um, City, and I don't want to say it was it was sort of played for last, but it was sort of like supernatural sci-fi aspect to it, um, which you could not do with this story. No. And you think of the thousands of people that were killed you in in, in that in that disaster. Um, yeah. You know. But I think this this okay that that was done from thousands. You know that was referencing a, a point in history from thousands of years ago. But you know, people still died. However, this is still 
isn't that long ago. 1955 no. is not that long ago. And as we've said throughout, and this what this was saying throughout as well, this this entire ep- um, story, is things have not changed that much. No. You know, it's it's all still relevant. So you you couldn't muck around with it. You couldn't be flippant. Yeah. With it at all. And it just, I mean, how that we had that obviously the Ryanair incident this weekend. Well, yes. Yes. Which, you know, of a of a white man complaining about having to sit next to a, a black woman. I mean, it's... How much more relevant do you want it to be? I know. I know. I mean, that that was astounding. That's what I saw that. I, I just couldn't... I, it was... It was... Well, do you know what? It, it was... It was... It was no better than the way... What happened on that Ryanair flight... Um, was no better than what was happening to people like Rosa Parks back in the 1950s. Yeah, exactly. It was no better. And and I'm afraid Ryanair um, behaved exactly the same as any of those drivers on the, on the in those bus companies in the 1950s. Yeah, I, I've slightly... No apology. She was made to move rather than him being thrown off the plane. Yeah, I can sort of something for the the steward and stewardesses of that is a difficult situation for them to deal with because it's not really their they're not really going to supposed to deal with abusive passengers to that extent. So the decision there is: do you call the airport security to come and remove him from the plane and delay everybody else. I th- I think they were justified to do that. I think they probably were, but you could understand from a point of view that they did have a decision. To, it wasn't just literally a case of we just ignored it. I suspect there was decisions being made. Wrong ones, but decisions oh, being made. totally wrong. because I mean, he... def- def- Definitely what should have happened is even if they then... Well, A, they should have made him move rather than her. If they weren't going to throw him off. Throw, throw mm. him off. He should have, yeah, he should have been the one to move. And B, security should have been waiting for him when the plane landed. Yeah. Because that then wouldn't have disrupted yeah. anybody I mean, else's I mean, yeah, I mean, flight I, by I, doing it that way. Yeah, I, th- I think from my point of view, there was no excuse for what he did. Um, no. And really, he should have been... Taken off the plane for it, for it, uh, uh, even left yeah. the tarmac really because it was out and out racial abuse. Yeah, there was no, there was no question. It, it's it's on film for God. Someone recorded it. There's no dispute about it, and he no. should have been no. taken no. off yeah. the plane. No. Totally. Really. So, I mean, I, I, yeah. I totally agree. I just the, the the problem is people who are not paid a great deal having to make decisions there. Mm. Well, really, it's down. I mean, at the do. end of the day, the person in charge of that plane is the is the, is the pilot, the, the captain. Pilot. Yeah, it should have been. Was the pilot ever? Was the was pilot ever informed. consulted? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it should have been deferred to him, really, yeah. to make to make that decision. Um, but just the fact that Ryan have, have come out and said nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like yeah. I say, it, I could, I can sort of understand that they might try and look for an easy option that gets everybody home. The plane leaves on time. There's no 
massive yeah. delays which doesn't screw up loads of other schedules and loads of other people mm. but yeah um they they at the very least there should have been security waiting at the other end for him yes should have been and with that shadow of a doubt Ryanair should but... have been very proactive in making sure that the lady in question was at least looked after mm, yeah afterwards yeah exactly it wasn't if they said okay madam we're really sorry about that we're um we're just going to move you to business class or something yeah apart from there isn't a business class there isn't a Ryan Air, no. it's Ryan Air we're talking about but you know just yeah sort of something just sort of like you know okay we're going to move you madam but we're going to move to somewhere better I mean to be honest we don't you know. know we don't know where she was moved to I mean, she may have been. I think you're right, Ryanair. There isn't any business class on Ryanair, is there? No. I don't know. But... No, no. But she might have been moved to to an equal seat. She may have been. They may have said, "Do you just want to move to her?" And she might have said, "Yes." We didn't really hear the conversation. It wasn't as if they dragged her from her seat. Yeah. And and took her somewhere else. Yeah. She may. They may have said, "Look, do you want to move to her?" And she just said yes. And they just decided that was the easiest way of doing it I mean um, well she has been I, um, she has been interviewed since on the, I, I haven't yeah. I haven't seen the interview unfortunately so I, I, I haven't no. sort of heard her no, version I mean, of events I, I, so. I, I mean I don't know I mean this is the point I don't actually know I mean all we've seen is, is him hurling abuse yeah exactly yeah yeah so and well done for the person sitting behind to try and step in as well. Actually, oh yeah, just sat there and watched it. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I think the, he did. Oh, did not I, mean, no, I, I don't know. I, I just, I've, only, was, I've only seen the bit. Where he he just was standing there up looking. and telling him to, to. He was standing up. The person actually sitting, not the one filming, but the person sitting behind them, actually stood up and told him to shut up and. Oh right, I, I, I do you know what? I haven't seen. He, I have never. I didn't see him stand up. I just saw him looking oh. and watching. And so. then, and then basically he's telling the Ryanair staff. No, you should be moving him. Yeah, not bloody, her. yeah. He's but bang on, really, mm. bang on. But like so. I say, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what the she may just you know how they what what the protocol. We don't know actually what the what planes protocol was in that situation. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if planes do have a protocol as to if you've got an abusive passenger, what do you do? Mm. And is it is it do you take the the way that causes the least disruption to everybody else? Yeah. So, oh well. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, no, diverging away. Diverging, but it's still it's still a relevant story. conversation. Yeah. Though, it's still relevant. But I mean, it just shows how relevant this story is is to today, doesn't it? Because we literally did have yeah at the same time as same as sort of thing episode happened. was going out. Was this, that exactly the same sort of thing was happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it, I mean, it was a um, an amazing bit of television. I think for a uh, you know for. For Doctor Who and just for you know for, for yeah. su- Sunday night family viewing full stop, um, it, it didn't pull its punches. It was a tough watch sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, but it was it's been factual, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, so um, no, it, it's it's one. It's, it's definitely one to recommend this story. It really things, is. Things things to to say on this mm. one. Do you think that the reason Graham is a ex-bus driver is to give the emphasis to this 
story. Mm. Do you think he's actually he was actually written to be given that job because of the plot of of what they was going to do with this story? Because it's the fact that I mean, how many people actually did know the name of the driver? I certainly, certainly how many English people would know English the name people. of the driver? Yeah. yeah. So the fact that they gave that a credibility that he would know because mm. when Grace finds out that he's a bus driver, she says to him, you know, you're not James Blake. Yeah. So then that's why he knows the name. And you wonder whether is that why Is that why is that why he's a bus driver in the hmm. In the yeah. story, it'd be, it'd be... I mean, fair, fair enough. I mean, you fair know, enough. At least, yeah. at least there's a bit of forward thinking that stops you. You don't feel it's actually been shoehorned in. No, because because you've had quite a long lead up to it. <laughs> it's not like at the beginning of this episode, he suddenly says, "Oh, I was a bus driver," and then we get it. <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah, that that sort of plot contrivance that was uh, yeah, quite yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it, I mean, it may not have been, but it just seems to me to be quite a coincidence that I mean and it is something that obviously it gave them a storyline into why he remember who the driver was. Yeah. And and the driver being so important. I mean I honestly I hadn't realised about as I said earlier, I hadn't realised that obviously she'd had the problem with him before. Mm. And had vowed never to at one stage to to get on his bus again. Yeah. But yeah. so not not a nice man at all. No. So, you know, the fact that he well, has to be the, the bus driver... There weren't very many nice people in this story, was no. there? So. No, the fact that he has to be the bus driver obviously yeah. then gives them another option to to play around with the the med bit side of it. Yeah. But then you have to know who the bus... Someone has to know who the bus driver was for, it, for them to realise that that's been done. Mm. So that's how they did it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I did. I did wonder. Just getting back to that in the scene where, obviously, Graham's playing pool with him, mm. and he says, "Oh, you don't have to deal with that in your country." No. I wondered whether that there might have been just a a reference to the fact that obviously the UK had its own bus boycott over a racial incident in Bristol in. The early sixties, where they refused to employ uh, blacks to work on the buses. Oh right, okay, I didn't know that. Hmm. Which led to the a boycott of the um, the buses by a lot of the local community, not just not just the black community. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which eventually, basically, paved the way for the. Um, Race Relations Act, nineteen sixty-five. Oh, God, I didn't know that. Oh well. So, I did wonder whether they might have just tried to have shoehorn that in, being Graham, being obviously yeah the bus driver. Again. They didn't. They didn't with that though. No, no. no. But see, there. But again, it would have been just so educational. So <laughs> it would have just been something actually that could have obviously brought this home to to a UK. Audience, that look, this wasn't just a, this isn't just an American problem. No, I mean that's that's the only worry. Is I mean, other than I mean, which was actually what was good about the the conversation with Ryan and Yaz was you know that this wasn't this is going on in this country. Mm. But 
there is just the thought that you know you sort of almost distance it to this is something happening in another country. This yeah. isn't something that happens in this country and whatever. Yeah, well, it it, it did and, and it does. Yeah, well, it still does to a certain degree. So yeah, okay. Well, that's what we we. I mean, as I say we we both you know love this um, story. Um, very 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 well done. Um, hard hitting and um, a fantastic bit of television. Yeah, really. So, um, so anyway, let's uh, move on to our feedback section. And we were, again, we've had some, some fantastic feedback from everybody out there. Thank you so much. Um, so we really do appreciate what, what you're sending in to us. Uh, it's always good to hear everybody's um, sort of pins on on, on, the, on what they just watched. So um, first of all, we'll go, we'll go through our, um, some Twitter feedback. And first up, we have um, the handle, Twitter handle is at um, McGay Rainbow. They said, even though it was hard to watch, but the fact that they didn't turn the racist language down was the right step. It showed us the disgusting, ugly face of racism that sadly still exists. It was really tastefully done. So, yeah, I don't think we can disagree with that whatsoever. It was very, very tastefully done. Um, next up, it, it's um, Joni I. Eve, wonderful, very moving, not watched the doc for years, back on board. Okay, thanks very much. Um, next we have at Sean LXIV. Difficult to watch, but so glad I did. A powerful history lesson. Well done to all involved. Uh, next is at Bidge3. Excellent episode. Now they need to do a Mary Barber episode. Her fight is also sadly still relevant in today's society. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I had to look at who Mary Barber um, is. Um, and she was a Scottish political activist. Um close associated with the Red Clyde side movement in the early 20th century and the main organiser of the women of Govan who took part in the rent strikes of 1915 right, right so there we are so another little, little history lesson there um, so on to Facebook um, feedback now ne- uh, first we have Andrea Gill hi Andrea uh, Andrea says loved it and got a strong 22nd and 11th 1963 vibe off it although um, don't know if we've seen the last of the space racist depending on when Ryan sent him to. Yeah, that's what we were saying exactly. Um, yeah. And was that River Songs Vortex manipulator Doc destroyed there? Um, was it Captain Jacks? Who knows? Okay, thanks, Andrea. Next up with Jeff Waddell. Uh, Jeff says, so many things could have gone wrong in this episode, but what we got was a wonderful, emotional and powerful story. I'm loving the stripped-down feel of this whole series in that it just seems to be jeopardy on a small scale, no universe-ending invasions and stuff. I blooming love this. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, I agree, it has been small-scale. Yeah. So far, it's been it's been very sort of personal um, things going on, rather, as, as you say, like planet-destroying yeah. stories, you know. Um Spaceships filling the skies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it hasn't that hasn't occurred to each. I just read that actually. It's very, very. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, next, so James Rockcliffe. Um, hi, James. Um, James says very direct without even a hint of subtlety, but a magnificent telly and simply sublime Doctor Who plus time meddler. Hmm. You thought the same thing, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Do Do you think this could be by any chance? No, I don't think 
Just the fact you seem to know what a TARDIS is. Don't know. I did. It's nice but to I think that, think... isn't it? But nice to think that. But the time meddler wasn't was basically um, his motives were were money and power, wasn't it? Where he's these don't seem to be. Was it even that money and power? Was it just for the sake of tinkering with time? I thought it was. It was a more sort of like of a interesting experiment with him. Um, no, I think there was there was parts of it that he he, he was going to gain out of it. Hmm. Hmm, I don't know. After, after but but after even this is yeah. But again, even this isn't. You couldn't say that this is Kransky's thing. Is that interesting tinkering with time? They've pretty much said that, as has previously mentioned, he's a space racist. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Andrew. Actually, yeah, space racist. Yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway, uh, back on the feedback. Uh, Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf podcast just says one word: brilliant. Thank you, Martin. Uh, next up, we have Hannah Stockwell. Uh, I think this is Hannah's first time writing to us, so thanks a lot, Hannah. Um, absolutely amazing episode. First one of the series that made me feel all the warm fuzziness of who again. I've been loving Jodie, but neither of the last two stories totally captured me. As my 16-year-old said, far, far superior to the previous two. Okay, thanks very much, Hannah. Uh, next up, we have Paul Darcy. Hi, Mr. Darcy. Um regular sort of <laughs> drinking partner. Hi, Darcy. He says, uh, love the episode. The woman who played Rosa was awesome. Such dignity. A class term from a really good actress. I really thought that Graham was going to take Blake's place at one point. I, did you think that he was going to be the one driving the bus to make it happen? Um, There was a part of that. But obviously, when you know the story, it's, it's, it's that important that he's the driver. Mm. Then... That Blake is the driver because she may not have done it had it been a different driver. But so we didn't. It didn't have to. But all it had to do was to make Rosa not stand up, wasn't it? And be yeah, yeah. So yeah, it could have got. It could. It was very easy. I think Paul's right. It could have easily gone that way. It could have been Graham. He knows how to drive a bus for Christ's sake. So you know, yeah, it could have been him. He knows what's at stake. He knows what he has to do. So. But it was, it was cleverly done. They got him on there, and he said he didn't want to be part of it. No. You know, which I, it was great. So, so anyway, Paul um, um, concludes a good episode, great acting. So thanks very much, mate. Uh, next up, John Michael Lindsay. Um, when a doctor has their first historical, it can go either way, but this was pretty good. A very timely lesson considering what's going on in certain sections of, of society at the moment. Some very subtle emotional play from Bradley Walsh again, and an interesting opponent, but probably wanted Captain Jack to turn up to deal with him. Oh, yeah, we've got the old Vortex manipulators, so yeah, could be, could be. So, um, okay, thanks very much, John. Now, um, last we have some um, two emails to read out as well. So first up, Ian Key. Hi, Ian. Um, Ian contributes once again to, um, to the podcast. So Ian says, hi, both. I thought tonight's episode was one of the most powerful episodes of the show I've, I've ever seen. Up there were the likes of Vincent and the Doctor. Couple of niggles first. One, really don't like the big crystal time rotor. Two, show me it wasn't a pure historical f- f- with one of the TARDIS team causing the ripple that made them have to get events back on track as opposed to a random future criminal, which we said as well, actually. I thought one of us said it, I can't remember it was. Um, that said, I still give it 9 out of 10. It was subtle when it needed, but the racism and conflicts with Ryan, etc. were right in your face as they should be. 
Who needs aliens and creatures from other worlds where you can have real monsters like bigots and racists? Despite all the seriousness of the episode, I like there was still humour in it. Hopefully Banksy is a fan. Not sure I'll cope next week as I hate spiders. Cheers, Ian. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to cope next week because I don't like spiders either, actually. So. That was my first thought when I saw that. Yeah, I, I certainly do not like spiders. So, um... <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting that... Waiting in... for your in-depth review of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my in-depth review for next week would probably just be eight-legged bastards and that'll be it. <laughs> now, lastly, um, we have an email from um, Suki Kark. Hi, Suki. I mean, Suki has, has sent us feedback in the past, but it's the first um, feedback Suki sent us um, this, um, this particular series. So he goes, Hello, guys. I watched Rosa late on Sunday night, and 24 hours later, I'm still thinking about how, how important that episode was. I remember my dad as I grew up in 1970s England, when the National Front was on the march. My dad and his friends would be ridiculed, mocked and intimidated and there would be the occasional physical fight in the street from racists, including our own neighbours. It has changed a lot since then. I can walk down my street and my neighbours will acknowledge me and ask about my family or work as well as about theirs and like in my father's day. But you do need the odd reminder that the reason things have changed is because of people like Rosa, of people like Rosa Parks. It highlighted the struggle that black people were facing in 1950s America, a struggle that was per- was personally I knew about over in, in, in the 70s and early 80s Britain. Doctor Who has tackled racism in the past, but not to this level. It's always been with a huge sci-fi bent, Dalek stroke Nazis or the mutant stroke British Empire. Never with this amount of realism. It has to be applauded for the way it tackled the whole Rosa Parks narrative and kept it away from any sci-fi interaction with Krasnos. The main cast excelled in their performances. They were excited about landing in history and maybe seeing Elvis. The horror of landing at a time where you are judged by the colour of your skin rather than your abilities. The camaraderie between them has been a highlight so far of this series. So many good comedic moments and the names dropped by the Doctor as people she's met, Elvis, Sinatra, Graham as Steve Jobs and the Doctor as Banksy. Ryan talking, talking to himself after he dispatched Kresnos. Graham and his grandson tricking James Blake into, believing his, into leaving his fishing trip. And finally, their dramatic chops was best displayed at the end of the episode when they realised that they couldn't interfere with the events unfolding on the bus, otherwise the future could have been changed forever. Big mentions to Jodie Whittaker, Bradley Walsh and especially Vinette Robinson for their end scene. An excellent episode that would live long in my memory and something my dad would have been proud to have watched. Anyway, keep up the good work, Suki. Thank you so much, Suki. Thanks that is a uh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's it's horrible to hear what what you know your dad went through and what you've went through um, as well in seventeen eighties Britain. Um, and I, I I I really hope things have certainly got a lot better. It seems it seems to have what you were saying there, but as you said, we still need these reminders. We you know of what things were and like. I, and that's basically you said at the start of this. We're probably not the most qualified people to no to talk around this subject no we're not uh, we're not really um and i think suki's email there just summed it up really i really do so um so thanks everybody for for, for your feedback i mean certainly keep keep it coming in um so we we really do enjoy reading it out you know it's um it's great so um so can i think I, can i just say one more thing that yes, i actually go, forgot go. to say when we was doing our review okay 
Um, I don't know whether it's a general idea for this series mm. or just this particular direct uh, director wanting that sort of shot. Yeah. But the extreme close-ups throughout, particularly this episode, mm. and how they're framed and whatever. And you said earlier about the uh, the Doctor sitting on the bus with it all happening behind her. Yeah. And not being able to do anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's... I really like that style. I do. I just, I just like the fact there's stuff going on behind out of focus. Yeah. There's stuff going on and you're, you're just seeing the, as you say, the close-up, the person who's in close-up, you just seeing their reaction and you kind of, as I said, the whole thing about with Graham in the, um, in the, uh, um, in the bar or whatever, yeah. whatever restaurant, or whatever it was, um, you you're kind of aware it's happening like he was, but you don't really find out until he finds out what's going no. on. And it was kind of the same with the, with the doctor. You knew, Obviously, you're cutting away from the Doctor back to Rosa Parks, but that whole thing, that clo- as you said, that close-up on Jodie Whittaker's face, and it was all unfolding behind her. And again, it was just yeah. out of focus. Yeah. And it, and it was, you're right, really, really well-framed shots and yeah. you know, well-directed. And, I, and like I say, I don't know whether this is just, we're just going to get, the, we're going to see a different style now with different directors or mm. whatever, or whether that, or is it just, there is a, a feeling of well, look, we're sort of going for this sort of cinema scape view of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the extreme, you know, the, the big close up of the face filling most of the screen is very much of that. It's that just nature. It's just reaction. That's all you're seeing is reaction. Yeah. yeah. No, it was great. It it really was great. Yeah. It might just be that I'm, you know. Fan of Sergio Leone, so it's sort of that's sort of, <laughs> I like. I sort of that, that 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 definitely appeals to me when, you know, the main characters are, are are filling the screen like that. Their faces are filling the screen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't understand what you mean there. I don't understand what you mean. But um, anyway, I, I think that just pretty just about wraps up another lengthy episode of this podcast. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah, amazing, amazing bit of television. Really was, really was. So um, we will return next week with um, something I'm, I'm actually dreading watching. Actually, arachnids in the UK. <laughs> Not for the awful pun on the on the, uh, the Sex Pistols. So just the fact it features bloody spiders. So as I said, eight leg bastards. So <laughs> oh dear. So anyway, I think we'll wrap this up now. So. Until next week, then, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. 
And please also join the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Thank you.